good morning church. It's good to see everybody. Glad that you are here. Hope you had a good weekend. Y'all be praying for me. I'm fighting a little bit of the crud, uh, but ain't no grave going to hold me down. Or I mean, ain't no cold going to hold me down. Amen. I'm happy, excited to be here. Uh, I'm really uh, excited about uh, this word that the Lord really gave me uh, just within the last week and a half or so ago. Uh, and it's really, I think, going to challenge us as we come off uh, the tails of this fast. Y'all know today's the last day of the fast. We got some victorious people in the house. It sounds like y'all made it. You're at the finish line. We're not totally done till 6 o'clock tonight, but we can see the finish line. And I just really hope and pray, man, that you grew through this. Did anybody grow through this? You know, maybe some of you are sitting there thinking, you know what, I haven't heard from the Lord in such a clear way in such a long time, because fasting and praying and, and giving and sacrificing of ourselves, that's what he calls us to do. And when, he, when we do that by faith, he works in our lives. He moves in our lives and we hear him clear. Uh, we, feel, we feel better. And so I just want to challenge you. Uh, today's the last day of the fast and Liberty Church is going to release you from this fast. But if the Holy Spirit has done something in your life, and you feel better than you have in a long time, and you feel energized in your faith, and you feel like you're hearing from the Lord, I want you to pray before you give up something totally. Now, we're releasing you, but maybe God hasn't totally released you of what He's begun to do in your life. Amen? So go ahead and pray on that. Think about that. Uh, but you know what? Treat yourself, too, because when you, when you come victorious on something, man, treat yourself. If, you, if this is your first fast, and you, and you made it, man... Give yourself some sweets tonight or a big old steak or something uh, and enjoy that, amen, because victory in Christ is good. Uh, somebody say good, amen. So, but in saying all that, so the message that we have today is titled Rooted. And, and, and after this fast, y'all, we have a decision and choice to make. Am I going to go back to the old way, doing it my way, feeling frustrated, Angry, whatever. Feel like I can't hear the Lord. Or am I going to do it God's way? Am I going to continue the path that God has begun uh, to, to, to set me on? Because God wants us to be rooted in Him. To, 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 to plant ourselves, uh, not just in Christ, and we're going to talk about that, but plant Himself in His kingdom, in His church, in His small groups. He wants us planted firmly. And the only way that we can continue to live victorious lives is if we are rooted in Him. Um, and last week, the Holy Spirit really just impressed this, this message, this, this word rooted in my spirit. Um, if you were here last week, we celebrated, uh, we had 12, 12 folks graduate. Our first graduate uh, class from our growth track. 12 people graduated. It takes about a whole year to get through the whole thing. And so we celebrated them. But as we were so, I was just so proud and just so thankful. And the Lord just spoke to me in a real practical way. And he says, he, he, he said, You're, we have people here that are getting rooted. People's trust in the Lord is being renewed. They're believing in me again. And when he said that, it just leapt in my heart. And also when he said that, it just confirms and affirms that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing it. Where we're doing it. And so as he said that, though, I just felt like 
it'll be a good challenging word for some of us that maybe are on the fence. Like, do I really want to get all in with Jesus? Do I really want to get all in with Liberty Church? I want to tell you, you can trust Him. Amen? And, and, and you can trust us because we trust Him. <laughs> Amen? So God wants to get us rooted. Let's look at our foundational scripture uh, for this morning. And this was really the scripture that the Lord spoke to me and showed me uh, that ties so uh, directly into the, the title of our message. And y'all have heard it and know it probably. It comes out of John 15, 4 through 6. And so this is Jesus speaking. He says, remain in me and I will also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Somebody say, much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. So did you know that Jesus is the vine? He's the lifeblood. We're talking about roots. The Lord was showing me really uh, a vine is a root system on the outside of the ground. Roots are below the ground, but vines are really like a root system on the outside of the ground. Everything is connected. And Jesus says, I'm the vine. I'm the thing that connects everything. And if, and if you remain in me, abide in me, then you will, you will get to experience everything that I have to give because you live within me. You abide in me. We're connected. You're rooted. You're planted in Christ. But he says, apart from me, you're like a branch that's severed from the vine. You cannot bear fruit. You will wither and die and be tossed away into the burn pile. And so God wants us to be connected to Christ. But the Holy Spirit was showing me as I was studying this out and, and this message was being cultivated in my spirit, that God wants to push us further than just being connected to Him. He wants us to remain in Him. Do you know there's a difference? I can be connected to church. I can be connected to, 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 to Christian friends. But it's not until I abide and remain in Christ that I can actually uh, move into relationships that have real deeper meaning. If I remain in Him, if I abide in Him. He wants to push us farther than just being connected. He wants us to be connected and one. So let's look at our first point uh, that we have this morning. So God wants His people totally sold out for Him. We must be willing to surrender and plant our roots deep in Christ. As believers, we must fully be submitted and not just committed. Do you know how you get fully sold out for Christ? You abide in Him. I've been, this theme has been kind of working in my spirit, being sold out. I said a few weeks back that to be sold out for Christ is like, Jesus is your ride or die. You're, gonna, you're going down with Him. You're with them no matter what, if it's good or if it's bad. We, 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 sell, we get sold out for Christ when we remain in the vine, when we abide in Him. And so God wants us to be more than just connected. He wants us to abide in Him. And so as believers, we have to be fully submitted and not just committed. Do you know there's a difference between submission and being committed? 
I, I looked up uh, some definitions. Submitted means uh, defined as uh, to accept or yield to a superior force and authority or will from another person or thing. So really that means that's an accepted truth. I yield, I surrender, I'm all in. God, I yield to your will and to your ways. Committed is defined as a feeling of dedication and loyalty to a cause or activity. You know, that's, that, that, that rings a, a red flag as I read that because it says it's a feeling. Feelings uh, waver. See, if I'm just committed to Christ, then when it gets hard or gets tough, I have a plan B. If I'm submitted to Christ, if I allow Him to, to, to take root and I plant myself in who He is, I submit to His will and to His ways no matter what. There's a difference. When we... Uh, when we're committed, we'll stay until we don't feel like it anymore. Submission says, I'll even stay when I disagree or when it gets hard. I was just thinking of about a, uh, a lot of uh, professional athletes. You know, you see this all the time in sports, uh, on football teams or, or NBA teams. You have, you have pe people... Uh, that are on a team, and they're committed to the team. They sign the dotted line. They're committed to going to practice. They're committed to getting the paycheck. They're committed to playing in the games. But when it starts getting rocky, the ones that aren't fully submitted, ingrained, entrenched into that team, they're the ones that start to complain and fuss and argue and, and throw a temper tantrum and disrupt everything else that the team is trying to do. And so when God wants to root you into his house, he wants you to be all in. He wants you to submit to his will, to his ways, submit to the leadership that is over you. Even when somebody that is over you may say something that you don't agree with, are you going to throw a temper tantrum? Or are you going to submit to his will and his ways and the authority that is over your life? Because that's how we get rooted. That's how we get planted into the kingdom of God. We got to be submitted and not just committed. Uh, let's read Matthew 7, 21 through 23. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Y'all, this scripture scares the living hell right out of me. Because you know what the scripture tells me as I read this? This tells me and shows me that there are a lot of Christians who were committed to the kingdom of God. Do you know how I know that they were committed? Because it says that they cast out demons, they prophesied in miracles in his name. But why did Jesus say, depart from me, I never knew you? 
Because the Lord showed me as I was studying, they weren't submitted. And I've read this a million times. And it's never, the Lord never showed it to me this way. Because we'll, we'll tell ourselves, just because I'm obeying and, and doing, we preach obedience every week here at Liberty Church, do we not? Obedience precedes blessing. But God calls us further. Just because I've obeyed, it doesn't make me right with God. Obviously. Motive matters. The motive of why we're doing what we're doing for Him matters. God sees our heart. And so if I'm not doing it for Him, by Him, through Him, then He may say to me, depart from me, I never knew you. Do you think we need to be rooted in Christ? In the vine. So that I know I'm not just doing this uh, just because I'm being obedient, man. And you need to be ob obedient by faith. But, y'all, we need to be submitted. Y'all, th 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 these folks, th th these, are, uh, these are pastors. These are small group leaders. These are grow track teachers. These are media team leaders and worship leaders that think and, and thought that they knew Jesus. And we're doing a real work. And Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you. They were committed to the kingdom, but they weren't submitted to the lordship of Jesus. We must be rooted. We got to be willing to obey what God asks us. But that doesn't necessarily mean that because I've obeyed that me and God are good. Amen. Let's read uh, James 1, 5 through 8. Now he, wants us, he wants us all in. And if I'm not all in, that means, that means I, have, I have a way out. And we have to choose be, between faith uh, and doubt. And this, this scripture is going to explain what I'm, what I'm talking about. Uh, it says... Verse 5 there, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. When you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. This is what I want to get from this. Such a person is double-minded and unstable. Somebody say unstable. In all that they do. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. And this is so important why we need to be rooted in Christ because He's the vine. And if you know if you're connected to the vine, you have stability in your life. You can believe, you can receive, you can know uh, where you get your blessings from, you can know who has your back because you're connected, not just connected, you're remaining in Christ. And, and, and so if we do that, then we have to believe. We can't be double-minded and wavering in our faith. Because if, if we don't, if we do it the other way, y'all, this scripture, this is how we live when we're not rooted by faith. We become anxious, we become emotional, and we become double-minded. 
when I'm not fully planted, cemented, and rooted in Christ. You know, you could be planted come 8 o'clock that morning, <laughs> and something can happen, uh, and by lunchtime, you're like uprooted and you're off in the weeds somewhere. I'm preaching. And so, now I'm anxious, now I'm frustrated. If you find yourself frustrated, you need to check your roots. Father God, what am I rooted to? What am I tethered to? I'm not tethered to you because I ain't experiencing peace. I ain't experiencing joy. I'm frustrated. I'm mad. I'm angry. I want to choke a brother. And the Lord showed me that if I live this way, if I'm double-minded, I believe, I believe in the morning and then lunchtime, I'm, I'm doubting everything that I prayed for that morning. I become double-minded as the scripture says. And if I live this way, I really have shallow faith. And I have shallow faith because I have shallow roots. I have shallow faith because I have shallow roots. And God wants us to be planted, cemented. He, he says he adopts, adopted us and grafted us into his family. Into the kingdom of God that is Jesus. So that our root systems can spread and flourish. And be grounded in that truth. Y'all, and if we have shallow faith and shallow roots... We got to be careful because that is how we become dragged away and enticed. And this is a, an extra scripture that y'all don't have, but it's just a few more scriptures down from the scripture I just gave you. In James 1, 5 through 8, this comes out of James 1, 14. And so after he says all that about being double-minded, he says this. Temptation comes from our own desires. Somebody say own desires which entice us and drag us away. Y'all, we need to quit blaming our junk on the devil. <laughs> this scripture says, no, temptation comes by my own evil heart, my own evil mind. If you've already tempted yourself, the devil don't even have to mess with you because you've talked yourself right into that thing. We need deep roots. We need to be connected to Jesus. Look at that next point. So when we are fully rooted, fully rooted in Christ, we're not swayed by others, the world or our emotions. The deeper our roots, the more stability we experience. Does anybody want some stability in your life? I love some stability in my life. I know my wife loves her husband to be stable in all his ways. To know that the bills are paid. To know that I'm taking care of the house. To know that I'm taking care of her. To know that we're taking care of the church and all the responsibilities that we need to take care of. The deeper my roots, the more stable I become. If you think about it, it's a lot like, it's a, lot like a real, like a, like a tree. A big, strong, fruitful tree. Just picture it. Big old massive trunk, branches, full green leaves, fruit. It's strong because of what's underground. The foundation of that tree. 
the strength of that tree is in its roots. It's where it gets its nutrients. It's where it gets its life. It's where it gets its love and joy and peace and, and hope for a life. And so if, if I'm fully rooted in Christ, then I'm not swayed by others, what they think about me. How I think they think that I am. Or swayed by the world or how I feel. And this is the toughest one. Because I do deal with feelings and emotions in, in, in my mind and my flesh. You know, our emotions are to be indicators that something is going good or going bad. But they're not to, they're not to be dictators in my life. They're not, they're not called to dictate who I am and how I'm going to live. I need to allow the Spirit to do a work in my life. To draw that stuff out of me. And if I have deep roots, He can begin to draw that out of me a lot easier. Uh, let's read that next scripture, Proverbs 12, 3. It says, ah, wickedness never brings stability. Being double-minded, doing what you want to do, being led by your emotions and the world and, and feelings will bring uh, wickedness and, and not stability. But then the second part of that scripture says, but the godly have, there it is, deep roots. So in Matthew uh, 7, 16 Jesus actually tells us that we're to judge others by the fruit that they bear. Anybody heard that? He says, uh, you are to judge them by the fruit that they bear. If, if, they're, if they're doing right, if they're, if, they're, if they're godly people, you can judge them by the fruit that they bear. The Holy Spirit showed me that we cannot just judge them by the fruit that they bear. We can judge them by the roots that they bear. Did y'all just read what I just read? It says, wickedness never brings stability, but the godly have deep roots. As I'm selecting friends, as I'm selecting people that I maybe need to, to ask uh, uh, advice for in my life, not only am I checking their fruit, I'm going to check their roots. How do they live? Are they stable? Do they pay their bills on time? Do they show up on time? How do they dress? How do they, how do they live their life? How do they respond when their faith is tested? When you are being tested, especially y'all have a family and, and kids and we're pregnant and about to have our first baby and the Holy Spirit's already been showing me, you know, the way that I respond in front of my wife is not going to be just that anymore. My kid's going to see how I respond. And so they're going to learn and glean from that. And so if, if something is, starts getting tough, the car breaks down. Uh, something's broke on the house or, 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 or somebody's spouting lies about you or, or whatever, this, this faith that I believe and confess in, am I really demonstrating it to the people around me? Because according to the scripture, it says, the godly have deep roots. I'm not going to be swayed by the, by the temptations and the things that the world has to throw at me. Like a strong tree, I'm just going to be stable, but I'm just going to blow in the wind. I'm good to go because I got deep roots. Amen? Because I'm rooted in Him. The King of Kings. That next scripture is Ephesians 4, 13 through 15. It says, This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith 
and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete. Somebody say complete. Standard of Christ. Then we will no longer uh, be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Stability in Christ as I plant deep roots means that I bear health. And healthy Christians are stable. They have deep roots. Healthy Christians bear good fruit, which we've already established. Healthy Christians have uh, deep roots, and they are always growing more and more like Christ. As the scripture says, healthy Christians, we have to continually be growing and growing and growing and looking more and more like uh, Jesus every day. And if I'm connected to the vine, the scripture says at the top of this that we read that I will bear fruit and I will be healthy and I will experience the fullness of Christ. But if I'm severed from that, I won't be healthy. I'm going to be severed from the lifeblood that God wants to give me. And so God wants us to grow and become complete uh, into the fullness, the full standard of Christ. And so the more that I, the deeper I plant my roots really is, is, a, is a, a way that I trust God more. If you, if you d- decide to plant your roots into the kingdom, into Liberty Church, uh, into a small group, plant your roots into something good, you're saying to God, I trust you. Right? Isn't that what it boils down to? I, I'm like teetering on this fence. Uh, do I want to do this? Am I going to do this? Do I really believe this? And there's a part of us that says, if I commit to this thing, uh-oh, there's a the word committed. You can commit but not be submitted. I, I can commit to this thing, and that means I have to, I have to lay my roots. I, I got to be submitted to this thing. And that's exactly what God wants us to do, because the more, I, the more I trust Him, the more that I grow. And then the more that I grow, the stronger I become. And so in order for you to get stronger, you got to trust Him more. <laughs> if you want to be stronger, you want to be healthier, you have to trust Him more. And we demonstrate our trust by laying our roots. That next point. So roots laid by faith in Christ, Give us a firm foundation to stand on, a place of victory to fight from, and a dwelling place where we can be filled. That sounds like good stuff to me. I want a firm foundation. I want a place of victory I can fight from, and I need a dwelling place where I can be filled with His goodness. And if I lay by faith my roots in Him, then He promises to do that. Let's look at that next scripture. Luke 6, 47 through 49. And this is Jesus speaking again. He says, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. 
When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. We need to be connected, rooted, submitted to Christ and do what He says. And it says, if we do what it says, that we will stand, that we'll flourish, that we can win. So it boils down to this. We can build our houses, our dinky little shacks on top of the ground. Or we can build His house on a solid foundation of a deep root system that can take us places, that can stand, withstand attacks, uh, storms, tests, trials, anything the world has to throw at us. And so really it's our root system that will determine whether or not you're going to stand or fall or bend or break. <laughs> he says, dig, dig your foundation. It's like a one who digs the foundation deep on solid rock. That's, that's like our root systems that are deep and spread out and cemented and, and planted into, the, into the, who Christ is and into the kingdom and into his church. If we allow and trust him enough to do that, y'all, then, then we, will, we, won't, uh, we won't fall. We will stand. We won't break. We can just bend and sway and withstand anything that the world has to throw at us. Let's look at that, uh, that next scripture. And God has something amazing that he wants to do for us. We need to be filled with hope. It says, Joshua 1.9, this is my, my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If you're rooted in Christ, He's with you wherever you go. What do you have to be afraid of? That's where He wants you to trust Him. He's got you. you got to be connected to Him, though. And if you are, then He's got us. Be strong and courageous, He says. I think of the faith of, like, David. You know, he was strong, courageous in anything that he did. That's the only, only person in the Bible that's compared to as having the heart, his own heart after God's own heart. He, he was strong, courageous. He knew uh, who he was connected to, right? And whatever we face, we experience victory. And we got to remind ourselves that the victory is because of him, of his goodness, because I'm connected to him. Let's look at that last point. Y'all, God says we can thrive. Somebody say thrive. You know, he calls that the best things in us. He doesn't want us to struggle or feel less than. He wants us to, he wants us to thrive, just like Joshua 1.9 says. Uh, but we can win when we are connected, submitted, and rooted in Christ. Being planted in the truth means we know who we are. When you're connected to the, to the, to the vine, to the truth of Jesus you can't be double-minded because you know who you are in Christ. Amen? Haley and uh, Meredith, can y'all make your way? So when we're, when we're planted to the truth, 
I can't, I can't uh, doubt or waver because Jesus is the, the truth. Amen? That's, uh, I got a couple more scriptures for us. Uh, let's read Romans 5.17. It says, for the, for the sin of this one man, Adam, has caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace uh, and his gift of righteousness. And there it is. For all who receive it will live in triumph. Over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. So we've all missed it. We've all been Adam. I've dropped it. I've missed it. I've sinned. I still have a sin issue that I have to deal with on a daily basis. But it says that I will live in triumph if I receive the truth of who Jesus Christ is in my life. And I experience victory and triumph. And it's the victory in Jesus Nothing else. Nothing else. And when I do that, man, my roots are planted, are cemented firmly in him. Oh, let's look at that last scripture. Now, this is John 14, 5 through 7. I, I say this scripture all the time, but I really wanted to read it, to go with this message, because it's so awesome if we really think about it. And so Thomas, uh, verse 5, there, said to him, Lord, we don't know uh, where you are going, so how can we know the way? Y'all know that is uh, Doubting Thomas. <laughs> and so we're not to be unstable or double-minded in all of our ways. Thomas was doubting. He's been with Jesus all this time, and he, he, he's, he's, he's doubting. And, and, and Jesus answered, did you forget? Did you forget who I am? I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you'll know my Father as well. And I love this. From now on, you do know him. And you have seen him. If you're connected and rooted in the vine, who is Jesus. If you're connected and rooted in the way, the truth, and the life. You know who you are. If you're connected to the truth. The way. I need some direction in my life. He's the way. The life. I need life and not death in my life. I'm connected. I'm rooted to that. And when I, when I know that and see that, then I know the Father. And the Father knows me. And the Father sees me. And He's got me. Amen? Can you trust Jesus? You better believe it. You better believe it. And when I'm rooted in him, that changes the game. That changes our lives. That changes the way that I live. My expectation is up here. Because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. Let's get rooted. Let's get rooted. I'm fixing to go ahead and close and get the lights dimmed down a little bit. And I want to ask everybody, sit in his presence. I want you just to ask him, God, am I truly rooted in who you are? God, show me. Am I just committed? Do I just come on Sunday mornings and then go do my own thing Monday through 
Sunday again? Or God, am I really submitted to who you are, to your Lordship in every area of my life? And if he says that you are, hallelujah. But if he says that you're not, y'all, we got to do business with God. We got to say, God, I want to trust you more and I want to demonstrate my trust by trusting your word, your, your ways, trusting this church that I'm a part of. God, I want to get rooted in your business. I want to get rooted in your kingdom. I want to begin to do the things that you want to do through me, God. Because I need a miracle in my life. So God, I ask that you do that for all of our people, God. That we, that we trust you like we never have this year, in 2020. God, that we be rooted like, like nothing else. God, that when it gets tougher, God, we just hold on to the vine even, even stronger, Father. That we don't sway or waver. God, that we dig into you like we never have. In Jesus' name. I want to give uh, somebody the opportunity, if you're here this morning and you've, maybe you've never accepted Jesus into your life, we call it being born again or, or getting saved. And this message ties into the salvation. And so if you've, you've never asked, you've never, never asked God to allow Him to come into your, into your life, into your heart and live and say, say, God, I, I want to trust in your Son, Jesus. I, I don't want to do life my way anymore. Or maybe you have done that and, and you've fallen away and you want to recommit your life to Christ today. You can do that today. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that. If that's you, I want you right now to just stand up. Everyone's praying. No one's looking at you. Uh, this is your moment. Uh, and your moment with God. And the Bible is very clear. If, if, if we deny Jesus in our lives here on earth, then He will deny us when we die on earth and we don't get to enter into heaven. And so I would hate for you to leave today without changing your life uh, for the good. And not the good is an understatement. <laughs> Living for Him will be the best decision you ever made. So if that's you, I want to give you a few more moments to stand up. If He's speaking to you right now, to stand up for Him. Amen.